Hello everyone, I'm Jonathan Little and I'm here today with episode 260 of Weekly Poker Hand. That means it's our five-year anniversary. Sounds right. Yeah, it's our five-year anniversary. We redid it, we made it. Unbelievable, huh? I don't know if anyone's been here with me since the beginning or if you've watched all of the episodes, but if you have, let me know on Twitter at Jonathan Little, that would be fun. And before we get into the hand today, I have two asks from all of you. This is going to be your way to pay me back for all of these episodes. 2,600 minutes of weekly poker hand. That's a lot of minutes. So I need you to do two things. First, go to pokercoaching.com and sign up for a free trial. I know you're going to learn a lot because a lot of my students have learned a lot. Just in the past few months, one of my students won $1.3 million online. Someone else won 250 k and a World Series of Poker circuit ring. Another guy won a local tournament he's been trying for forever and finally, after picking up my material, did it. We've helped lots and lots of people at all levels better their poker game, and I'm very confident we can do that for you too. So please sign up for your free trial at PokerCoaching.com. It doesn't take a credit card or anything. It's just completely free, and hopefully will help you become a much better player. Second, number two, I need you to tell one friend personally about Weekly Poker Hand. I don't really care who it is as long as they play poker. Find one person and share this with them. If we double our uh, listener base or viewer base immediately, that would be quite nice. So those are the two things I would like you to do for me as a way to pay me back for all of these episodes. That said, this is a completely free podcast. You don't really have to do anything you don't want. And I love making this podcast and I'm going to keep doing it. Even if you all, even if all of you leave, because I learn a lot in the process of making it. All right, so today, here we have another hand from a $1,000 buy-in World Series of Poker event. I thought about coming up with a super special flashy hand for this, but you know what? Let's just go nice, classic, nitty Jonathan Little, show you how to not go broke when you make a good hand. So here we have a probably tight, aggressive person raising to $350 early in a, or 350 chips early in a $1,000 buy-in World Series of Poker event. And I have ace two of clubs in the cutoff. You could three bet, you can call. Either play is fine. If you do three bet, you want to make it probably about 900. If you start making it much bigger, like let's say 1600, then you're just like never going to get called. You're going to get a lot of shoves. And when you make it 900, your opponent's going to call sometimes, which will let you win the pot due to being in position as the aggressor a decent amount of the time. But I like calling in general, especially against players who you expect to make significant mistakes post-flop. You want to do everything in your power to get post-flop and then realize your edge, right? Also, in the early levels of small stakes tournaments, I'm a pretty big fan of just generally playing a little bit passive because you want to have as many opportunities as you can to find yourself in a situation where your opponent is kind of set up and can't get away, like when they have top pair or an overpaired, you have a set, right? So I like giving myself as many opportunities for that as I can. Flop comes ace, queen, three, and they check to me. That's a rhyme. Should we check? Well... It's a spot where if we bet, what are we going to be getting called by that we're happy about, right? Obviously, if our opponent has a queen and decides to call a bet, that's great. But think about this, right? If anyone has a better ace, well, I'm in pretty bad shape. And if my opponents have a draw, like say someone has king-jack, they're drawing to four outs, right? And even then, they may pick up a king or a jack that gets them to put in some money on the turn. So I don't really see much merit in betting. If I do bet, I want to bet on the small side. Whenever you are betting your marginal made hands for value slash protection, and there is a little bit of value to be had, a little bit of protection to be had, 
you often want to bet small, like 500 in this scenario, because that's going to get calls from a queen, right? Or maybe even something like pocket nines that doesn't understand ranges. But I think checking here is perfectly fine. We're really not susceptible to that many draws at all. Also, I really don't want to bet and get raised. Um, some of you may be thinking that it's pretty impossible for the end of the gun plus one player to have an ace because they would just bet the flop. But if they open like ace five suited, I mean, they're in the same situation as I am, right? If they bet and get called, they're pretty unhappy. And the big blind could certainly have an ace. He would definitely check all of his aces on the flop. So there's no reason to think that we have the best hand every time. A lot of people get in their minds, I think I have the best hand, so I'm going to bet. But that is not good logic. Turns a jack, which is, you know, one of the cards that's not great for me. I mean, to be fair, pretty much any card could give me the worst hand, right? Like, say someone has pocket sevens and the turn's a seven. I'm not going to view a seven as, like, the most safe card in the world if my opponent bets the turn and bets the river, right? I'm very clearly in call-down mode at this point if someone does bet. So, opponent bets 500 on the turn now, the tight aggressive player. And I'm not going to fold, but this is certainly a spot where he could be value betting an ace, which I lose to. He could also have queen jack. That's a hand that makes a lot of sense to check the flop. Very clear marginal made hand, right? If you're um, confused about the distinction between a marginal made hand and like a premium made hand, definitely get that free trial at pokercoaching.com because we discuss this thoroughly. And right here, queen jack on the flop is a very clear marginal made hand. So it's a pretty good candidate to check. Also ace five, it's a pretty good candidate to check for my opponent. And same thing for me, I could easily have those hands as well. So anyway, when the opponent bets the turn 500, it's kind of a small bet. Um, I would think the opponent's going to want to bet bigger with his good made hand, so I would generally discount two pairs and better. That said, I still lose to a lot of the ace-x, right? But I do beat just random bluffs. Like, say the opponent's sitting here with pocket kings. He may decide to bet for protection, thinking that uh, my opponent, uh, the big blind would bet the turn with an ace, and thinking that I would bet the flop with an ace, therefore pocket kings is probably the best hand. Same thing for king-queen. King-queen might bet. Also, just random bluffs, right? Say he has nine of spades. That would definitely bet. So, I like calling. There's no merit in raising here whatsoever. If the opponent bet bigger and bigger, there'd even be less merit in raising. But I'm not a big fan of raising because it's just so easy for me to be beat at this point, and my opponent's likely to fold worse hands to a raise, but will never fold a better hand to a raise. So let's call. Big blind folds, which is great. River is the seven of spades, so hopefully we're not against pocket sevens. The opponent now checks. So, should we check or value bet, right? Well, first things first, if we bet, how much should we bet? I think there's a very clear answer to this, and it is small. As on the flop, we're trying to get called by a lot of marginal made hands. And whenever you're trying to get called by marginal made hands, like king-queen or king-jack or jack-10, if you bet 2,100, well, your opponent's just going to fold every time, right? And certainly we don't want the opponent to fold. We're trying to get value. Um, also, notice the opponent's stack size is only 5,000 right now. If we bet um, something like 2,000, that's going to likely make the opponent feel a little bit at risk, and that's going to make him even more inclined to make big folds. So if we are going to bet in this scenario, when the pot's 2,300, I like a 700 bet. But even then, right, it's kind of hard to get called by worse besides exactly pocket kings and king-queen. And those hands maybe don't even bet in a turn. So there's not a whole lot of hands that we can get called by. Um, also, it is worth mentioning the backdoor flush came in. There, there's one spade on the flop, jack of spades on the turn, seven spades on the river. So... Our opponent could just have a spade flush and look to check raise, which would be a bit of a disaster. So I just like checking. There's not a whole lot we can get value from, and our hand's very clearly marginal, right? So nitty check. A lot of people look at this spot and think, man, top pair, how could you possibly check? You have the best hand almost every time. And I do agree with that. I think we do have the best hand almost every time. 
when it goes check check whenever it goes check bet call or check bet raise i think we have the worst hand almost every time so it's very important to understand that when you are value betting just having the best hand is not a good enough reason to value bet that seems worthy of the um five-year anniversary hand because a lot of people even today don't get that concept i know it's a concept all pros understand but it is something that a lot of people mess up on a regular basis so check check we're probably gonna win but this time we don't we were against queen jack so if i had queen jack and i was in my opponent's shoes i would have bet the turn bigger for sure and i don't know if i would value bet the river or not given the spade came because it's pretty easy for me to have spades right i would probably check behind on the flop with spades definitely call on the turn with spades and i could certainly have them on the river um he's probably not so worried about two pair besides ace three and well probably not ace three because i would bet that on the flop but especially a seven but even then that's kind of unlikely so the spades are definitely a hand that he's concerned with but i think on the turn the opponent messed up a bit by betting the size he chose he should definitely bet more like a thousand here whenever you have what is very clearly a premium made hand given the action you want to be betting big with your premium made hands and your draws and notice there are a lot of premium hands the opponent could have mainly queen jack and pocket jacks and king 10 and also a lot of draws he could have like 10 9 he could just have a random like king eight suited that he wants to bluff he could have a spade draw so this is a spot where he definitely wants to bet big and notice if he just bet bigger i would have lost an additional 500 chips and that adds up in the long run so that's gonna be it for this hand we made it five years again the two things i'd like you to do sign up to your completely free trial at pokercoaching.com go do it as soon as i'm done talking and number two share weekly poker hand with one of your friends if you want to share with more that's fine but at least one that will go a long way to helping me and will allow me to continue making all of the content that I do for you. I love you all. Thank you for being here for five years. I know I put out a lot of work, but um, I know it's helping you all and I'm glad to help. So thanks for being here. Good luck in your games. Have fun. Be nice to someone. And I'll be back next week.